0: All right. All right, everybody, how are you doing? You've tuned into Famous First Times.
1: Tell them what we're doing, Dom.
0: Don't mind if I do. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to look at famous people and what they do when they're shagging, aren't we, Ian? That's right. We're looking at the famous first times that they've had sex, if we can, and we can find that out.
1: And what's the theme of this episode, Dom?
0: It's a Jaba.
1: a The episode. So we're doing... James Brown. And...
0: Jam Bowen, <laughs> Jam Brown, Jam <laughs> So there's a JBs. Who's coming up the first one? James Brown. <laughs> Right, James Brown. All right, James
1: Brown. So I spent the past few days in yeah. James Brown's headspace. How was that? It's pretty fucking intense, is what it's like. His book, there's a lot of fighting in it. He's, got, he's constantly bragging about how good he is at fighting.
0: Oh, I can imagine that, yeah.
1: So he's not big, but he can batter. And he had loads of descriptions of battering big guys. And there's loads of stuff about the race riots in the 60s, 70s, and so on. And he was a big part of that. He was involved in it to, like calm it down and stuff. But we're not here for that. We're here for
0: dicks. We're here dicks. for James Brown's dick. Yeah, fuck what he'd done to, like, try and make the world a better place. No one's listening to this for that. We want to know who he's jizzed up. <laughs> All right, little James Brown. Describe him to me. Like every fucker else we're talking about, I just imagine him being just a rum little fucker, just horny little bastard. Just because he's so intense and like, ah, ah. Just imagine him just, being proper into getting off with people. Er, I want to fucking do everything all at once and barking at people. Do you like his music? Do you like James Brown? Yeah, he's fucking super talented. It's like got a load of bangers. I've never listened to a James Brown song and gone, oh, it's fucking a bit boring, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's definitely it's not like boring. Every song was amazing and uh, like the best that it could be.
1: Yeah, and tight. You know the story about him finding the member of his band if they made any tiny mistake on stage, what he'd do is he'd flash his hand like, open his hand like that at him to let them know they're being fined. And he'd do that throughout the gig. And to so the, you just
0: got five dollars, ten dollars. And they're
1: like, oh, it's tight, no, I've got, to, I've got to get it tighter. And there's people watching in the crowd, it's just like, oh, James is just doing some fancy stuff with his hands. Yeah. In reality, he's fining it all the of his band, it's kind of costing him money. So here's his first little story. He's a uh, he's five-year-old and he grew up in a whorehouse. Brothel. Bro- brothel, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is from The Godfather of Soul, an autobiography by James Brown, and it was released
0: in 1986. We steered money into the house another way too. To get to Camp Garden from town, the soldiers had to walk right by our house. Big Junior and I would stand out there and ask them, did they want a woman? I wouldn't let them say no. Come on, I'd say. There's some real pretty ones in that house yonder. I'd hook my arms in theirs and start tugging, pulling them towards a the house. When they'd finally say yes, I'd lean them right inside. I guess I saw and heard just about everything in the world in that house when the soldiers were there with the women. It was a funny thing about the soldiers, though. They didn't want anything freaky. I'm not endorsing it or condemning it, but they didn't believe in oral sex. They thought it was unholy. Yeah, what an introduction into
1: the world of women and sex for James Brown.
0: Yeah, whole house. Pimping, really. little five-year-old pimp. Yeah, I suppose he wasn't just like watching. He was like actively getting the customers in. He said, I I guess I saw and heard just about
1: everything. So he's probably watching them.
0: Yeah, he saw and heard. So much so that there was like, oh, don't fucking suck me off. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like it. Oh, right. Now I know the ways of the older man. (laughs) That's stuck in his head.
1: This next story, I'm gonna sum it up. It's not really a sex one, but it really tells you what James Brown is like as a kid. So basically he said he was a little street kid getting into a lot of trouble. And at school, he had loads of girlfriends and the teachers just couldn't understand it. And one day a teacher said to to these girls, I don't see why you like James Brown. Well, he's he's not got any money. And he said, yes, I do. Put out his little shitty wallet and it's packed full of bills. And the teacher looked at it. He says it and pulled out the wad. It was $3 and a lot of paper cut to the size of bills.
0: <laughs> 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 Just tracing round one of them. Cutting round. Fucking amazing ballsy move, isn't it? I, mean, I enjoyed the craft element. I'd like to know if he drew little Benjamin Franklins on him or whatever <laughs> was, was on these notes.
1: Right, here's a proper sex story. So he's 15, 16 here and he got sent to prison
0: and it's a prison that has female inmates as well. In another part of the prison, they had a few girl inmates. Most of them were real dangerous because almost all of them were in there for killing somebody. I didn't care. They were women and I wanted to impress them. There was one girl in particular I wanted to look sharp for. Her name was Eva. We looked at each other all the time, but I couldn't figure out how to get together with her. One guy who was always real good to me could tell I had an eye on her. One day he said to me, James, you kinda like that little old gal, don't you? What gal is that, Captain? I asked. Come on now, you know who I mean, Geneva. That was her real name. I just smiled waiting to see what he was driving at. Well, there's this big linen closet near the laundry, he said. It's right Ruby in there. If no one was looking, two people could get real comfortable in there. That guard liked me and he liked her and he was just helping us the way some people will. Just being human. (laughs) (laughs) He was another good man. He didn't have to say any more. The next time Eva and I worked in the laundry, as soon as that guard nodded that the coast was clear, we took off all that closet it was roomy in there and there were all those linens to make a nice bed out of it wasn't the honeymoon suite but i don't think anybody in a honeymoon suite ever enjoyed themselves more than even i did on that day <laughs> <laughs> even in prison he's getting laid and this guard what a nice guy yeah well a lovely block just a good guy. Just a good guy. Good human. Just a fucking purse. <laughs> he's watching little kids fucking a room. I'm, you want to fuck this bird? I can make it happen. He's definitely watching and wanking off for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But James is just there insisting Insisting that he's a good man. He, um, but he restores your faith in humanity, this, doesn't he? And he's there in the some corner Some people <laughs> some people just have your best interest at heart, <laughs> don't they? <laughs>
1: And they're all in there for killing
0: people. <laughs> all the yeah. guys have killed. Oh, I fancy this bird who's like fucking stabbed a lot of blokes.
1: <laughs> okay, this next one. So it's mid-60s and he's speaking with his manager about some ideas to get more press.
0: The next thing I knew, there was an item in the gossip section of a magazine that insinuated I was going across the water to have a sex change operation so I could marry Bobby Bird. <laughs> Once the rumor was started, there wasn't much I could do about it. If you deny it, it just makes it bigger. All these people were coming to the show to see what the truth was. Once in a California, there were people a uh, jumping up on the stage to dance. Some of them were trying to grab me between the legs. After it all died down, we had a good laugh about it. It was all in good fun. <laughs> Right, so we talked about they did a gig in Kansas
1: City that got shut down and it got shut down because his dancers wore really short shorts and they didn't shave under their armpits. So when they were dancing and kicking around, James says they could see all this hair from the pubes and their armpits and the police didn't like it and shut it down. Any comments on it after?
0: The sex change rumor might have had something to do with the police's attitude when we were there. I think they were expecting a dirty show. I never gave a dirty show in my life. The rumor had a life of its own though. Later on I heard that a popular version was that I was going to marry my drummer. That's funny because I used to drum on three of the tunes we did. Anyway I never married my drummer. (laughs) Never married Bobby Bird either. He was already married. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's mental isn't it just that his manager set that rumour up that he's going to have a but sex he... change operation and marry Bobby Bird so he did it just to get more press and like... I don't think that's going to in the mid to late 60s It's going to be scandalous then isn't it yeah but did he want
0: a scandal do you think seems it's... cool with it doesn't seem ass does he it? he's like ah, we had a good laugh about it yeah and people were like checking between his legs to see what he had <laughs> has he got one still oh he's still got a fucking knob <laughs> I read another book about him,
1: and they're really suspicious of this. And they're saying, it sounds nonsense. You don't set that up as a promotional gimmick that you're having a sex change. It's really weird. He reckons there's something to it, like kind of claiming that James was at least having a relationship with this Bobby Bird. his He's guitarist.
0: But James here just kind of laughs it off. I mean, it is funny because he used to drum... On some of the songs. <laughs> so would he, would he marry himself? It's <laughs> a uh, weird shitty jokey stuff, isn't a it? Weird joke I mean. <laughs> he's It's marry myself, am I? <laughs> never married Bobby Bird either. He was already married. Yeah. Is yeah, because he would say, I never married him. Because he had a missus. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, a little hint. Yeah. At
0: all, but is it true? Not because I didn't fancy him. <laughs>
1: so this, i got some other bits here. These are from interviews with people who worked with him. And he said, like, yeah, he, he fucks a lot of women, but he didn't make love. He just fucked. So this longtime friend says, he did not know about the soft. A lot of the time, he'd let his cronies deal with the preliminaries, make small talk with the girl, get a drink, keep her company. And then James would say, She ready? I ain't got no time now. Make sure she ready. And he says, hop on, roll off, straight missionary, straight to the point. Never saw a reason for anything else. Yeah. <laughs> he had some white mates, and he asked a white friend this. Why does a white man eat a
0: woman? What's he get out of that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so he's getting like... He's got fluffers to like diddle his birds. Yeah. And then he'll like just hop, like get straight in so he doesn't have to do any of the boring fucking kissing bollocks. <laughs> no it's kissing, like, just boom, dick is in. You ready? <laughs> dick in. <laughs> do me dick in, dick in. Right, done. Why, why, why would you want to... Why do you want to fucking eat a woman? <laughs> Just, what, a what do you get out of it? That's a pint. I baffled his by. <laughs> what are you doing that for?
1: <laughs> this is amazing, this story as well. So he's got this um, assistant, Roosevelt Johnson, and James Brown's in his sixes at this point, and he rings up Roosevelt Johnson at three in the morning. And, and this is what he always says when he's got some a- astonishing to
0: report. So he says this. Are you sitting down, Mister Johnson? Black man don't know nothing. Black man don't know a damn thing. A white man, he get in his woman from behind.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's seen, he's been watching Playboy, Playboy Channel. A white couple doing doggy style sex, right. and that's blown his fucking mind he didn't even know he's in his Shit. 60s he never knew about it his assistant pretended to be surprised by it he said you had to go there with him because he didn't know anything Mr. Brown didn't know
0: he's just he's not talking for his race is he he's <laughs> just talking for him he's just a fucking like so basic isn't he yeah, yeah. he's not talking for all for anyone else apart from himself but he thinks because he's seen a white man do one thing I mean, every that's white guy does white it? thing <laughs> And he rings up
1: his assistant at three in the morning to tell him. <laughs> <as well. laughs> so this assistant Johnson, so he like iron his clothes and stuff, and make sure he had an aspirin with his breakfast. And he'd always give him fifty milligrams of Viagra before every show. And he says, really? was, yeah." He says it wasn't a sex thing. He thought it gave him extra energy. Bet it he did. So he's fucking doing his show with a fucking <laughs> like stunk <stonk> on <laughs> Doing all these like flips and do that thing where he got the cape and he kind of falls to the floor and he carries off and he bounces his back with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in his later years, he, you know he got really into PCP? No. Yeah, he was a fuck up, man, a real, real fuck up.
0: Coke, PCP. I thought he found God and he was like clean for the last 30 years or something.
1: Well, this girlfriend he kept on the side for 40 years, Gloria Daniel, she said motherfucker was crazy. It was a drugs. He thought his entire house was watching him. I see them trees. That's them. They're watching me. He thought the government had bugged everything, placed tiny cameras in the curtains, satellites through his windows. He's fucking insane.
0: Yeah, proper foil that guy.
1: Yeah. She'd be rolling like a sig for him because he says that's a woman's job. And she'd, have, <laughs> and she'd have to sit there naked so he can look at her because he's getting ready to fuck her. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But this image is horrible. One night, summer of 2001, so he'd slathered Gloria in Vaseline and she says, he liked you all greased up like a pork chop. (laughs) He wore out trying to come, left the room. She fell asleep. When she woke up, he was stood at the foot of a bed in a full length mink coat, bare chested, a black cowboy hat and a silk pajama pants with one leg tucked into a cowboy boot and the other one hanging out. And he had a shotgun (laughs) over his shoulder and a white stripe of makeup under each eye. This is
0: what he said to her. I'm an Indian tonight, baby. Come on, let's have it.
1: <laughs> 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 and then he dumped a pickle jar of change on the floor, told her to get a machete. They took the Rolls Royce, and drove about, clipping mailboxes, smoking weed, and screaming about being an Indian. God, he fucking lost it, has not he? Later years of James Brown, though. Absolute yeah, madness.
0: He, yeah, he'd fucking lost the plot, hadn't he? A few more stories,
1: this is from that book I mentioned. It's called One, The Life and Music of James Brown by R. Smith, R.J. Smith. Uh, just a few little stories. This is the most interesting one. So in 1977, uh, Jimmy Carter took over as president, well he won the presidency, didn't he? James Brown sat down and wrote a letter to him in which he sought to explain himself. He shares with Carter his first sexual encounter and then his incarceration. And he's leading up to a, a request to refile his taxes and clean up his financial problems. So the the president never responded. What the fuck? <laughs> so he's writing to fucking President Carter, telling him his first sexual encounter. Why does
0: he want to know that? Why did he have to explain himself to the president? <laughs> Who the fuck knows. You know what? It was a pretty fucking big deal back then,
1: though. He's like, he, he was used to calm riots down. They screened one of his gigs to stop riots. So people stayed at home and watched it. So it wow. was kind of important, but still. You don't write a letter to the president. Tell him about like your first bang and then ask for your taxes to be wiped out. I've searched for that letter, though. I've searched everywhere for that letter. It
0: can't be found. He would have just fucking bend it, wouldn't he? He would have been like, fuck that. That's not from James Brown. What's <laughs> <laughs> this is nonsense? This has nothing to do with like
1: anything important. So we've got a few insights into the kind of woman he likes. Uh, in 1969, he released a song called You've Got to Have a Mother for Me and mother was what he called ass Yeah. so he, he liked big ass one of the members of his band Fred Davis he said that man would fuck a snake if it had an ass on it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I couldn't I've not been able to shake that age for days <laughs> there's a snake with a big ass wibbling around that's kind of cool that man would fuck a snake if it had an ass on it <laughs> just like can't imagine a snake with a big ass and here's another line. So he likes big girls, it says he says here. He likes them hearty. Somebody that's thin can only be my sister. When you have a real relationship with a woman, she's supposed to knock you out. It's supposed to drain you, see? Unless you get that kind of feeling. It's a joke. Unless she can put you to sleep. I don't know what he means, though. Because you... he's
1: what? big and heavy, just not knocking him out. Oh, right, yeah. I think, just I think that's what he means.
0: He wants her to sleep, fucking... like fucking chokehold but...
1: <laughs> yeah that's what he's into
0: yeah he wants someone that can dominate him yeah Would you reckon true yeah if he's on pcp that's pretty believable
1: yeah that he'd end up that way and all the other stuff it seems really realistic because he's kind of fucking far out james brown so i don't i don't disbelieve that he was shagging girls in prison that he was pimping as a little kid i believe it all the sex change room is really weird. There's some. There's something going on. There's there.
0: There's something with that, isn't there? I don't know. Um, I don't know whether it's like complete bullshit or just fabricated for press, or, or whether it was to cover up someone else. I can't work that out. That other book I read, it, it, it said at the end,
1: it was like casting suspicion on it. It said the best way to kill a rumor is to get ahead of it. They're insinuating that he had something going on with this Bobby Bird. I did. not He doesn't seem like get any gay or tendencies. He just seemed like a straight guy. The the straightest guy ever. He didn't even know what doggy style was until he was 60 odd.
0: Yeah, just a
1: bit of a prude
0: more than anything. Yeah. Anything that gets it over with quick as possible. Yeah. I don't want to do all that foreplay. I'll get me fucking mate to to finger her for a bit and then I'll fucking dive in. Never done anything else but missionary. Never even like licked anyone out or... (laughs) Try and go in from the back or anything like <laughs> that. Just proper basic bastard, wasn't he?
1: But he's not like he's offended by it, really. He's just confused. I mean, that, and that's quite charming, that. He's just just baffled by things. I'm not charmed by
0: him. <laughs> Do you not think he comes across well in these stories? No, I think, like, like divorced himself from any of the, the stuff that makes sex, like... Any good. Just want the fucking raw basics of it. (laughs) Just get a fucking fleshlight or something then, you (laughs) fucking madhead. And he'd slaver
1: slaver women in Vaseline because he liked them all greased up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's because he can't fucking excite them, because he doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's what sex machine means, isn't it? Yeah, just a pure machine. Sex machine. I've not got any emotion or like I'm just that thing that you go, <laughs> Yeah, because sex is not a good thing. It's that. It's fucking yeah. robotic, I thought, horrible shit. I thought that was meant to mean that it's like a machine that was designed for optimum pleasure and, you know. But no, it's just like a machine that was built in the 70s to fuck you. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> Now we know. Woke or cancelled. Oh, does he need be cancelled? Is he a new man should we cancel it? Is he enlightened or just the sex pest? Does he follow the new rules of the modern progressive era? Let's find out when we play. Woah, I'll cancel. <laughs> um, you, you tell me, what is he? He's not woke, but is he cancellable? Well, you know the answer to that. If he's not woke, what is he?
1: But what's he done that's
0: terrible? What is he? But what's he done that's what's terrible? Is, he just does not know woke? things. Is he woke? Is he woke? Is he woke? Yeah. Fuck off, he's woke. <laughs> All right, he's woke. I'll go with that.
1: Uh yeah, dancers that didn't shave. He was, yeah he was he was <laughs> body body hair positive body positive yeah he's interested in other
0: races <laughs> he's fascinated by the white man
1: well he's and he's a paranoid freak so hyper woke
0: yeah yeah he's, he knows that the government's watching him and no one believes him yeah he's not woke is he
1: but he's not that for, for his time he's
0: not what's the worst thing that he's done that you're going to cancel him for making his girlfriend sit there naked rolling a cig for him what's wrong with being naked are you you're trying to shame the human the female form fair point fuck it then he's woke woke James Brown is woke <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Famous First Times. Now, we're going to talk about a man that's uh, very close to our hearts, and probably everyone's in the UK. He's called Jim Bowen. And uh, I'm no detective, but I and Ian have tried to look up his virginity story, and uh, just any sex story. And there's been a lot of rumours floating about about his sexual exploits, but it's been very hard to find out about them. So we tried to find his book and we looked on Amazon, but when we looked there, it was really expensive. It was 50 quid. 50 pounds for a book and it was just too much to spend. So we had to explore other avenues. We went on (laughs) JimBowen.com and found his CD. We ordered his CD off JimBowen.com. We went... (laughs) I thought, just as anyone would, that this doesn't look like a very well-maintained website. I'm doubtful that it's even being looked at if an order gets processed. But... We placed the order, we bought the CD.
1: Went on the website, it's run by his widow, Phyllis. you meant to send an inquiry, so I sent an inquiry about how much is a CD. And she got back to me, and she said, you don't need to pay for it, all you need to do is make a donation of £10, and
0: then she'll send it out. Well, that's a really good deal. It's fucking amazing, isn't it? So you didn't pay anything?
1: Well, it's a tight time. It's a donation, it's, a... it's... donation to me, so...
0: A donation, that in its very essence, is um, optional. Or it won't be a donation. Anyway. Anyway, we got <laughs> the, the CD.
1: But there's a little tip for you listeners. If you want a Jim Bowen CD, get it for fucking free. You don't need to pay anything. Just say you will. Phyllis ain't going to check.
0: And he said it came with a signed photograph of Jim Bowen.
1: This is a sad story. So, listeners, you might be aware of the Hemingway, alleged Hemingway story. <laughs> Uh, this, the saddest, shortest story ever told For sale, baby shoes Never worn, everyone knows that
0: The saddest story on jimbowen.com is
1: For free Bowen photo Never signed <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it wasn't signed Because he's dead, so we can't sign it But we thought that he'd have signed a shitload before he died
0: That would have been nice of him, wouldn't it Just leave something there
1: Whatever you might think of Jim Don't really care about his fans that much Anyway, do you know what the emails got from Phyllis? I'm a bit pissy. She never got back to me when I said like, "Who do you want me to donate to?"
0: She sent you a CD for fuck all. Be <laughs> grateful. So yeah, so we got the CD. We got the we, we we did buy the book as well, didn't we? Found
1: it on eBay for about what was it, six seven quid? A bit cheaper.
0: So all these like legendary stories of Jim Bowen and his like sexual exploits—they um, should all be in there. What
1: are these legendary stories?
0: He's not You've heard loads of stories about Jim Bowen. Everyone what? knows, like, just check in. Really? What? Is this real? And sensual, like, yeah. all the ladies loved him. I've we never heard the this. Where'd
1: you heard that?
0: It's through the great band. You're making shit up. I'm not! He's <laughs> a fucking sexual legend.
1: <laughs> Legendary swordsman? Yeah. Well, I've not heard that.
0: But, is any of this shit in his book? Because you're the one who's, who's rifled through it and Whoa. found all the juicy stuff.
1: I'm not going to give you spoilers right now, am I? Okay, we? We, okay. we, we could fucking get to it. Oh,
0: good. I'm gagging. <laughs> gagging for a bit of gin. So, Ian, um, yeah. Jim Bowen, what do you reckon of him?
1: Uh, fucking love him. I loved him as a kid. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. He's Absolutely fucking fucking ace. Love him. Yeah,
0: He's fucking brilliant. He's like your uncle with low key racism and homophobia, but he's like kind of nice about it.
1: Of ignorance rather than malice, then? So.
0: Yeah, he just dunno any better and he's he's gener- he's generally a nice guy and from a different era and he's the last real successful northern everyday kind of presenter comic guy who's not just a stand up.
1: Right. This is from from a bundle of rags, an autobiography by Jim Bowen, and it was released in nineteen ninety four.
0: The classic story of a 50s teenager goes I remember my first sexual experience very clearly I was 11 I was on my own at the time <laughs> these days you don't need a church socials you could just go around the back of the building and be naughty and you both like I'm not sure that things have altered for the better but the young people I know seem to have a fairly healthy well-balanced idea about sex and they do it together very much more than we did <laughs> mr. happy wasn't too happy we really didn't Know what it was about? We didn't half miss out. What wasted years!
1: Mister uh, Happy is what he calls his dick. That's his penis, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
0: I got that. <laughs> All right. I cracked that <laughs> crossword puzzle. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> freak. <laughs> Serving in the news agents at Paddingham brought me into direct eye contact with a wonderful variety of ladies' lumps. It was about this time I had an unusually straightened conversation with me Uncle Arthur. Dad and I never had a man-to-man talk about anything, least of all lumps and ladies, and he he must have arranged to delegate that delicate subject to my nautical uncle. Well-intentioned, maybe, but totally ineffective. I was so surprised that my mind went blank, and I didn't take in any of this precious information that he offered. (laughs) I just remember seeing my uncle's normally jovial face pulled into a Strangely serious expression With a succession of new And unintelligible words Coming out of it Birds and bees Passing ships in the night Without washing private parts with care Be prepared for dangerous fumblings Which could delay events On ladies' calendars Any link between calendars and birds and bees sailing on ships passing in the dark without navigational aids and being in need of cleansing was beyond me. Fucking beyond me as well. <laughs> I took in absolutely nothing. <laughs> his first go was on his own.
1: Yeah, another first wank story. I fucking love it when we get first wanks.
0: I mean, it's I not it. a story about his first wank. It
1: counts. It, it counts, counts for this
0: podcast. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. So, uh, yeah, so
1: he was 11. Huh? I mean, I'm, I'm just chuffed to know that. I know Jim Bowen was 11 when he had his first wank. I mean, that's <laughs> fucking brilliant information. I know you do. Everyone does. We all about
0: Jim Bowen <laughs> being 11, having a wank. Picture Jim Bowen at 11 <laughs> years old with Mr. Happy. <sighs> but yeah, that's him wanking at 11. And
1: we, we know that he calls... Tits and arses, lumps.
0: Like I'm that. just thinking tits. Cause like he, um, there's like a woman that he works for the summer and he calls her a lumpless.
1: He has some receptionist at a school, innit? And he it calls yeah. her lumpless. That's fucking well weird, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's her defining feature, it's that she was lumpless. lumpless. And it calls not lump, small <laughs> chested or anything. Lumpless, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up. Well, here's a couple of stories from his teenage years.
0: Girls never featured much in my teens, although I know that it may be hard to imagine today. I-, I could look forward to two hours of old-time dancing every Saturday night at Paddy Hoon's Fleshpot. That's a fucking good name for a club, isn't it? He's fucking called it himself, you know that. All right, shit. Sure. <laughs> St Leonard's Parish Church Hall. In this dead of adolescent passion and vice, we strutted our stuff to the throbbing melodies of the the valeta, the military two-step, and yes, even the gay gardens in the 1950s. This meant a happy dancing Scotsman. Uh, And this was where I first noticed that girls had lumps. (laughs) (laughs) By far, the riskiest dance of the evening was the cha-cha with the samba, a less intense second. In the style of the day, these dances involved bodily movements verging on the suggestive, bottoms wagging uh, furiously and tops swaying in unison. I was confident that my own protuberance went unnoticed, probably because I was too frightened to join in at the dance. I never got the chance to confirm or disprove my notion that you could make babies by touching ladies' lumps. Because I always got the cold shoulder from any girl I dared to draw close to my Windsor knot. I couldn't pull a ligament. (laughs) I was seriously worried one eventful night at St Leonard's Church Hall when it actually kissed one of the girls. I think I interfered with her bosom, although, on reflection, it was not a deliberate interference. It was almost unavoidable, and I was worried sick of what the reprisals would be. The church social was not a place for bosom touching, and I don't think a lot of that went on amongst my friends. At 15 or 16, we didn't touch one another anywhere else, that's for sure. He's not getting much, is he?
1: No. What is this? It's like 50s, on not it? Very early 1950s. There's no no one's shagging around back then, are
0: they? These are fucking piss-weak stories, Ian. Hey. You're fucking... not fucking getting any. What do you want me to do? I want him fucking knee-deep in fanny. I want to hear about his dick. <laughs>
1: well, well, you can talk about his protuberance.
0: Yeah, his protuberance. Is, that, is he on about his... No, that's not on about his will is, is it?
1: Protuberance is something that protrudes outwards. His dick.
0: Is he? Is that what he's talking about? He's
1: talking about dancing. Yeah. <laughs> no, confident that my own puberties went. No, that's his knob. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Did he have
0: a boner while he was dancing then?
1: Yeah, but he says they didn't see it too much because he was too frightened to join in most of the time. So oh. he's sat there with a fucking boner, <laughs> watching these women.
0: He's <laughs> like trying to get them to look at him. Sat there at the back with his bone. Well, no one noticed that I'm aroused right now. Is, oh, what's going on? Someone look at me, Sammy.
1: There's a really sad bit after this, and he talks about going home on the buzz after these dances where he never got anything. Oh, he describes it really touchingly how he just took his suit off, took his tie off over his head, and he hung it in his wardrobe, just waiting for the next girl to ignore him in it. <laughs> it's a really fucking melancholic moment in his books, Fuck me.
0: Because he had them big glasses, innit? He blames his glasses for a lot in this, you know. Hard relate with him in his glasses.
1: All right. So this is his first bird. His first girlfriend. <laughs> this is his. This is his first girlfriend, Christine. So he used to go round to her house, mid-teens.
0: Eh? So, Yeah. Christine's parents. They used to go out and leave us alone. Then uh, fumble noisily with the latch key when they returned. Oh, I didn't like them.
1: No, they... no, no. He did. He did.
0: He did. Oh, I did like them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I did like them. They were a great couple. Decent, Christian, and understanding. And nicely reckless, I thought, but my moments of teenage passion, 50s style, were well spent in making up for lost time kissing and cuddling. And I never got my socks off. In fact, I never got anything off. (laughs) And I certainly didn't get Christine off. And after her mother tactfully lowered our blood pressure with tea and biscuits, I'd head briskly for the last bus, adjusting my disturbingly efficient army underpants cellular, Mr. Happy, for the containing of... <laughs> That's a fucking weird one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking weird one. <laughs> It was like that cut-up
1: Seven. technique Burroughs. <William Burrows. laughs> Just throw the words in and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, so as, he didn't shag so as he didn't shag her again, but he, he tiny his, his best, man. It's for 50s. And these parents, they sound like
0: decent people. These, they're these just parents. fucking squares, aren't they? Tea and biscuits, stopping them shagging. Not stopping
1: them shagging, so they don't walk in on them while they're shagging. But a bit of warning.
0: not being dicks. They're being Or fumbling fast. the key in the door, loads. <laughs> That's what you do, Jim. We're coming in, we're coming in. Yeah, I'm so, you a So
1: they've got time to get dressed and. Petticoat back on, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Happy for the containing of. No, the full thing is adjusting my disturbingly efficient army underpants cellular. Mr. Happy for the containing. <laughs> it's fucking nonsense, isn't it? It's fucking gibberish.
0: I don't get it at all. I don't know why he's put the word cellular in there for. <laughs> I don't know what cellular means outside of fucking phones. Oh, yeah. uh, who knows? Different time, innit? Different different world, Dom. Different world. <laughs> we'll I'm, never know. I'm already, I'm turning into Jim Bowen just <laughs> as a normal person. I'm not far off him. <laughs> right, here's a story about him shagging his wife.
1: Uh, so they just bought the first house together. Talked about him getting into bed.
0: Lovely. Right, so smashing, great. We also got the use of a flock mattress. Uh, Slumped defiantly across the iron frame bed, that mattress was like a nocturnal amoeba. You climbed into it, you didn't lie on it and so became engulfed by an amorphous mass that absorbed all life as we know it. Any healthy urge to search for another human form in the bed was discouraged by the prospect of the climb over the mountainous ridge separating any two parties. <laughs> this, <laughs> this feat demanded so much energy that by the time the objective desire was reached, fatigue impaired performance. Suffice to say, there is a lot of truth in the story of the couple who bought the first interior sprung mattress to replace the flop one, but to take it back to the shop with the embarrassed explanation is too fast for us. (laughs) Us. Us. It's so so weird. <laughs> it's fucking mad, isn't it? Right. Fuck? So I'm meant to know what the fucking flat mattress is. <laughs>
1: this came out in mid nineties,
0: so it's not like better? another world.
1: I fucking googled it. I thought it'd be like some weird bed that had a ridge in the middle of it for some it's mad flock. reason.
0: I'm just thinking like flat, like flat wallpaper is like fluffy. Yeah. It's some weird mattress where it's full of like,
1: heavy material, so as you lie in it, I suppose you just kind of sink into it and the shit just comes up around you.
0: So when you get a spring one, if you try shagging in it, it just bounces you off?
1: Yeah, it, help, it aids the shagging, yeah. whereas this flock one, it just kind of <laughs> it makes it sound like swimming around in this fucking sea of material. Horrible. But, I mean, he's not really shagging his wife in it, but...
0: You not
1: have a fucking threesome at any point. <laughs> yeah, so I looked up Flop Mattress and it's some kind of heavy material. It's like feathers and just fluff and gunk and solid material. So it's not like springy.
0: So what you're saying, Ian, is you get nothing in this story for doing a bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty good, yeah. That's
1: pretty good. <laughs>
0: Two in the black, one in the pink. End it. End it. Nothing <laughs> Ended did it get for this. That's he didn't ever do I snooker. Know. That's fucking big break. No, he said not. A, one in the black, two in the red. Nothing in this game. Stay in the black, not in the red. Yeah. Stay in doing? the black, <laughs> not in the red. <laughs> what are you doing? Nothing what? in this game. For two in a bed. That was his catchphrase.
1: Right. This story, penultimate story. Yeah. Is when he's in his thirties and he's doing a lot of stand-up around the country.
0: One of the leading lights of Jan Brzezinka was uh, Ray Robinson, He was a very good tenor or alto sax player. He and I struck up a friendship and we would chat together in the interval, admiring the two most prominent features of the Wilton Lounge, which belonged to an attractive young lady who sold pies on a tray. I'm sure she got the job because the pies remained hot for longer when carried close to her ample frame. <laughs> she never actually served the pies herself. She couldn't see them. <laughs> so we just took the pies from under the human-heated canopy, told her how many we'd taken, and paid her accordingly. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> but he's, yeah,
0: he's obsessed with tits, isn't he? Fucking he's a tit
1: tits. Man show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final, final story. This one is still a teacher, but he's doing well as a comedian on the circuit.
0: I applied only to learn that making something of a name for myself as a club comic was having a negative effect on my reputation as a teacher. Miss Bailey, the headmistress, quietly informed me that one of the school governors had primly, but firmly opposed my application with the words, I believe Mr. Whittaker goes out at night telling smotted jokes. That wasn't quite true. I told stories that were smotty, in her view. But, in fact, I pride myself on never having told a dirty joke.
1: Does that remind you of
0: anyone? Someone who's never told a dirty joke. Not right. themselves. <laughs> I?
1: You. Not right. James Brown in his story. He's n- I've never put on a dirty show. Never oh, put on a shit, dirty yeah. show in my life. So there's a fucking reason for doing the Dune Burns episode because it all ties in. So yeah. for all you listeners putting us down, start fucking doing it! You know what we're doing. And we're all real. <laughs> there's a method to it.
0: It all ties together. <laughs> it's all linked <laughs> up. <laughs> the world is connected. <laughs> the universe is one thugging mass of realness. All right, is he chatting shit? No, he's all, he's all real. All he's, bang on true, he's a, it? he's a genuine man with <laughs> just truth in his <laughs> is
1: is heart. Is he the almost favourite one we've we done out of everyone yet? Is he the guy you like most? He fucking is, isn't it? It's Jim it's Bowen. Right. It's a fucking cast-off piss take one, and he's your favourite one. Fuck me.
0: thing is, I mean, I like him, but is he woke or... Should it be cancelled? Right, here we go. Is he woke or does he need cancelling? Is he scrupulous in his day-to-day dealings? Does he tend to treat his women disrespectfully?
1: Can I call this one?
0: Well, it depends what you're going to say.
1: Honorary woke. He's he's a good guy and no matter what he's done, he's woke in my eyes. What were you going to
0: say? I am going to say fucking definitely cancelled. What,
1: why?
0: It doesn't (laughs) matter whether I like him or not.
1: You're more principled than me with this shit, aren't you?
0: He is called women lumps. (laughs) He's We're not called the women lumps. He's called the tits He's lumps. objectified. And what term.
1: are they? They are lumps. They're lumps that protrude from the body, as Jim might put it. So they are, are lumps. Not? Yeah, they are the lumps.
0: They're, they're not f- lumpsy, and they are breasts for feeding babies. <laughs>
1: they fucking lumps. He used a weird term. Can't, can't stop using a weird term. Yeah,
0: not sexualised it. He's put it down to... Basic shapes and form. Yeah. Caveman
1: or a baby or something. Just, just a lump. He's not He's not made it anything yeah, saucy
0: like or rude. Baby caveman. Baby caveman. That's not right.
1: Can't cancel him for being ignorant.
0: Can't. I mean, can, can fuck? Cancel fuck. Jim Bowen. I don't want to hear any more about this man. That's it. What? That's you the mean? end of him.
1: At the start of this, you you were the biggest fan. You fucking loved him. He's gone too far (laughs) hang on apart from the fuck you man apart from the lumps what else has he done that's bad he's he's only shagged one woman in his life
0: because because what because he doesn't because he's too prejudiced to get off with (laughs) other people uh, (laughs) because Don't fit in with the stereotype of. Uh, you,
1: no, no, no. He's such a good man. He'll, when he gets a boner, he'd rather sit down so no one can see it. Because he's uh, that honourable. No, 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 he's not. He's sitting down. He's, no one's getting upset by it. He's a good man. He's fucking woke.
0: I think we should cancel him. I don't want to hear any more about him.
1: Split decision. What are we going to do here?
0: Don't know. <laughs> Guess we just have to agree to disagree. Yeah. You
1: know? I do want to add another little element though, so we've done James Brown and Jim Bowen, who would you rather fuck?
0: Who would you rather fuck James Brown and Jim Bowen?
1: Yeah, who would you rather fuck? It's a new, a new bit for the show.
0: <laughs> uh, um, fucking hell, they're both fucking men. you know. <laughs> I think James Brown would probably be better at it.
1: Remember, it was like sex machine, though, is not he? Just no far play, no kissing.
0: No oh, you do Do you really want to kiss Jim Bowen? Because he would be all kissing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sloppy, sloppy. You're a right nice lad, you Ian. You're right nice. <laughs> Here, let me touch your balls. <laughs> Come on, Ian. Oh, all right. Um, so, uh, what, what, what would you like to do? Would you like to go in my bum hole, or would you like me to uh, put my uh, tongue around your, uh, your end? <laughs> what would you like? I'll do what you like. Yeah, James Brown would be like, I'm going to fuck you in your ass. And <laughs> hey, you ain't got a fucking god damn saying the matter <laughs> tell y'all
1: James Brown would definitely be the fucker rather yeah, than the no
0: fucking. there's no way he's gonna like he's not he's not like to right do he's bossy <laughs> <laughs> Jim Bowen I've chose uh, Jim because he probably
1: you do, you've gone for Jim
0: yeah just because I don't want to get fucked in the ass by James Brown <laughs> like pounding me like a fucking machine <laughs> Listening, come on, come on. Do you want do I'm not trying to remember what <laughs> I just done. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, I forgot that. Okay. Now, that's James Brown done and Jim Bowen done. Um, two absolute fucking legends covered in famous first times <laughs> <laughs> episode two, uh, series two. And um, thank you uh, for, for listening and really, you know, smash that fucking subscribe button if you don't mind. Yeah,
1: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Who's fucking listening on YouTube?
0: It's all about the podcast listening apps Yeah uh, Rating on there I don't know how to do it But you find out how to do it Stick a five star rating on there And also If you want to tell us about your first sexual experience We'd love to hear about it If you want to tell us on a voicemail You can ring our number And we will uh, we'll play it out for you
1: that is 07896 493
0: That's a number you'd call if you want to tell us about a, f- a funny shagging story you've got. Uh, if you do want to email it, if you don't want to speak, I'll read it out for you. Uh, but just email in at...
1: FFT at And let us know your accent as well.
0: Yeah, give us a clue of where you're from so um, I can nail you. Boys. so yeah yeah tune in next week and we'll have more famous first time show up dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers bye bye